0: Where's that, wink? <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to uh, the 13th episode of the Insiders on Real Estate and Marketing. I'm your host, Sandy Hibbert, and my co-host with me is Mark Miller of Secured Title of Texas. Welcome on this freezing cold Dallas freezing. It's day. It's even
1: cold in the studio. It is yeah, cold in it's here. It's cold everywhere.
0: I mean, it's cold everywhere. I actually yeah. you know, wore layered jammies last night, but it was just... Freezing I wore cold some upstairs. boots
1: yesterday and I had my ski socks on underneath them. There it was you just go. wonderful.
0: That's right. So. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's so good to have you here. It's I'm good. glad to be talking about what we're going to be talking about yeah. today. Trajectory yeah. of 2021. Here we are, the middle of February already. Uh, Valentine's <laughs> Day coming up. Yep. Sunday. Um <laughs> So much going on.
1: Oh, there's a lot going on. How have you been? I'm doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Everything's going good. How,
0: how, what's it like there at your new family? And
1: uh, we're, we're just, your it, team it's really good. Pulling yeah.
0: together and.
1: Yeah, and we're just sort of hitting on all cylinders. Everything's flowing mm-hmm. good. We've got uh, a lot of diversity of business coming in, mm-hmm. refinance, purchase mm-hmm. side of the business, mm-hmm. commercial, and there's a lot of land trading going on up there as yeah, well. Yeah, you're going to talk, talk about, about that, that a, a little yeah, bit Northern a County. little bit. Yeah, so. It's been
0: great to meet your team, Carrie and Michelle. Um, Super people. I mean, anybody taking their business over there to secure title is, believe me, going to be in great hands, especially with this guy. Well,
1: we're on it. And I always tell people, you know, we're not, uh, we're we're the kind of size of organization where my job is not crunching numbers or worrying about margins or reporting to some home office. I'm Uh involved in the transactions. So yeah. Carrie, and myself, uh, Andy Phillips, who's our senior uh, escrow mm-hmm. officer, uh, you know, we love the challenge. And, and there's mm-hmm. a challenge about one out of every four transactions. So mm-hmm. we're digging in. We've got great underwriters. And mm-hmm. uh, we just got a really good system going and a mm-hmm. local title plant So, So
0: secured title is small enough to do that, yeah. but big enough. To where I mean, I was looking online the other day. You guys are in, in Kansas and all over. Well,
1: yeah, there were uh, six other states under the title Midwest as mm-hmm. our holding company.
0: So you've got the the largeness for security and to have all the backup that you need, but yet you're grassroots enough so that people actually will get to work with you Absolutely. on problems. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's, that's pretty what cool. I, That's the relationships we like to have. We closed a a really nice uh, land deal uh, this morning, and it was a new home building group. Mm-hmm. And they were there at the conference room. And, you know, I came in and got out pretty sit down with them and thank them for the business and talk about their future. And oh, yeah. we've been helping them with some other uh, contacts They want to be buying more lots, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it's really cool to just be able to interact with your clients.
0: It really is. Yeah. You know, something I think that COVID has done to all of us is it's given us a a, a real distaste for that. Uh, corporate uh, talk to a machine kind of thing, we are wanting, I think we, meaning most of the people that I talk to and work with, they want to work with real people. Right. They want to have that transaction where they can pick up a telephone, call the realtor or call their marketing person or call their title company, call their mortgage guy. They don't want to have to go through the red tape of large corporations no. and stuff. No, not at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so that's what that provides. We're I mean, we're you know we give people options, we talked about before, mm-hmm. whatever they're most comfortable with. We'll, people pull up back. We go out and bring them the documentation of their car. They come in and close with us in the conference room like this morning. We'll send a notary out. Yeah. In fact, we got a deal that's going to be an international uh, buyer. It's a cash deal, and we'll be doing a remote online notary from them because they don't have the availability of a consulate wow. to go to. So it's just uh, the technology is really advancing and, and, in fact, we've taken, we, we now have a team, Microsoft team, mm-hmm. so we're using that internally as we're setting up our committees and we're going, uh, putting together kind of our objectives of things we want to accomplish, mm-hmm. then we're doing team meetings mm-hmm. so you don't have to leave your office across our network, mm-hmm. you just ramp up on team and everybody gets to interact and see each other and you can post your documents wow. up that you're reviewing. So we're embracing the technologies we can, but we want to have, you know, I think it's kind of like high tech, high touch. Oh, I like in, that. Yeah, stay in contact with our clients. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've so. talked
0: a lot about that. So I'm glad that you're in charge of all that technology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I direct someone else deploys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: well, today we're going to talk about, uh, Mark's going to share a lot about the trajectory of this market in 2021. And what I, I hope we're going to focus on, I, I think what's going to be a, a huge part of our conversation is how can realtors get creative in this time to find those listings, right. to get the listings? We need houses on the market. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's part of the problem here. I think people are ready to buy. Uh, the mortgage market's ripe for it. Uh, the the rates are low people are ready but there are no houses no you know there's
1: a ton of demand
0: yeah it's making it crazy because with the multi-offer situation that we have I know you're going to talk about that too so I mean let's jump right into it because I want to uh, have time to talk about some of these things Mark that you told me that are on your mind and one of those things being the intense real estate transactional market. The, right. the things that are coming up that in a normal market just aren't <clears throat> aren't present so much. So let's talk about that for a minute.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. They're not as much present, but I think what you have is you have the cycle. And when we're in these cycles that we're in now, this particular cycle I'm referring to and we've had in our prior show is the forbearance agreements. Oh, right. Uh, what that eventually is going to lead to, because they're extending that into probably the third quarter, there's, there's going to be credit duress. There's going to be things that are going to be happening related mm-hmm. to the homeowner themselves. And so mm-hmm. my my take is, if I am in a listing conversation, uh, rather than just talking about the marketing of the property, I really feel like the realtors need to be more forensic than they ever have been before. We
0: mentioned that in our last episode, yeah. but we didn't delve into that. And I want to get more into that because I think that's really key right now. Yeah. And it's kind of based, too, on the power of relationships when we're working with our clients to be able to feel comfortable to go, okay, we need to kind of dig deeper into this and find out what's really going on. Right. Is that what you're
1: talking about? That's that's it. Because, I mean, you can talk about everything related to selling the property and what you think your price points would be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how long have you owned the property? Mm -hmm. And what are your circumstances that are motivating you to want to sell the property? And if any of those things are, are tripped by divorce or death or you know credit related issues, things of that nature, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask the questions related to those circumstances because documentation is going to be necessary for the title company when we finally get the contract in escrow and we're trying to go through and close the transaction. Mm-hmm. And you don't want those things to pop up in the 30 to 45 days you have to close. Mm-hmm. You want to be address those things up front. So hey, I'm going to be out of the country, by the way, if I sell this, I may not be there. Okay, well, do you have a power of attorney? What are your options in that? So you can do that. You can do that. And then if they can come forth with that documentation, then what I recommend is get that to the title company. Mm -hmm. Let us review it. Let's make sure that the POA is good. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're going through a divorce at whatever phase you're at, let's look and see, do you have a pre-draft divorce decree that we can review? Let's make sure it's properly setting out. What are the appropriate conditions to sell the property? uh, Things of that nature. If it's a probate or if it's it's a death, let's talk about do you have a will? Were we on the probate side? Those type of things. Everything that helps kind of set the stage for what the real true timeline is for closing a transaction.
0: Are these things that are hidden inside the house? I mean, you know, when when you think of a title policy and things popping up on the title, uh, for someone that's not... Uh, an educated realtor like myself right what exactly is happening there well uh, and how can the regular person um prevent those kinds of things from happening well,
1: if you own a home i don't know if you, as much as preventative it's it's more about i believe the seller has knowledge i've okay. seen transactions where we th- thought everything was fine and you get through the table uh and i've heard of this and you find out that there's a IRS tax lien.
0: Okay, that, that would probably be a huge thing that's that can huge. happen.
1: And the seller did not disclose. I don't know what they're thinking exactly as to why you wouldn't mm-hmm. disclose that, mm-hmm. but I've seen those kind of circumstances to it. So
0: those are the kinds of things that come up yeah. in a title. And, the, and that's what
1: we'd see in the title. Once we issue the title commitment, then we're going to see what are the conditions for us to clear title and be able to convey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what are we going to accept to that we wouldn't insure. Uh, but you can't hide the public record. And when what? the public record shows itself in our examination. Then that's when everything kind of goes. Oh my gosh! I didn't know about this, or I right. didn't know about that, or I didn't think that applied. Uh, so that's why I'm just encouraging, in the listing process, to make sure you just delve in a little bit yeah. deeper. Once you determine what the circumstance is for the motivation of the sale, mm-hmm. and then drill into that. And if, and why if you are you your yeah? Home? Why are you selling your home? And if you don't have quite the documentation mm-hmm. things, and they reach out to the escrow officer, let us get in contact with mm-hmm. the seller. Uh, assuming you 've accomplished the listening, mm-hmm. and let us have a conversation with them and help them understand what we need and and help them along that pathway survey 's another thing it 's mm-hmm. kind of common, certainly. Mm-hmm. But it's a very critical part of the mm-hmm. conveyance side of the transaction, and th- what you're running into now, because of this compression of the marketplace, is a timing element. How quickly can you get an inspection? How quickly can they get the appraisal? Mm-hmm. How quickly can they get a survey produced? It's mm-hmm. not like a snap of the finger anymore. No, you it could, could take weeks. Five sometimes days. it could take weeks up to a month. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be set in a contract in a timing to the so.
0: How important is that timing, and 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 why? Is the timing
1: important? Well, the timing is critical, particularly in the very first phase of that timing, that's the option period. Uh, That's the the look period, Mm -hmm. and that's the period when you're going to get the inspection report done to see whether there's anything you need to negotiate additional with the seller. Mm -hmm. And in in that light, I, I think you need to be extending, if you can, extend that option period out. Part of the other strategy on the side of low inventory and demand with multiple offers, increase the option fee, make it more relevant. The standard mm-hmm. option fee is 100 to $200. That's not really relevant to me. But right. if you want to try to extend and say, give me 12 days, 14 days on the inspection, then kick your option fee up to $1,000. Okay. Um, take that. The same thing people would do, or someone representing, they would kick the earnest money up to a higher level. If you're on the buy side and you're now five contracts in trying to get to that house, offer to pay for the owner's title policy. Now you're reducing the seller's closing costs by doing that. So, mm-hmm. And the season realtor knows those kind of strategies mm-hmm. to utilize. But there's just a lot more than the marketing of the property is my point. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, and my god. the gosh. title company can really be a great partner in helping you understand the timelines to get those things accomplished.
0: Absolutely. Given this environment, what kind of fact-finding then should an agent do when they're working with a buyer or a seller?
1: Well, the buyer is pretty well... Going to, the, the first part of that fact-finding is going to be the qualification for the financing, obviously mm-hmm. for that side. But, mm-hmm. um, and I will use the example if you wanted me to point that out of, mm-hmm. the, of this uh, couple. I just got a contract in, and this couple went into a neighborhood that they they decided they liked, and they wrote a letter. I don't know the content of the letter, but <laughs> it's not unusual for, in the appeal process of contracts for buyers, maybe they're first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm to write a letter about why they loved that particular house. Mm-hmm. In this case, they wrote a letter about the neighborhood apparently and uh, kind of gave an overview about who they were. They're two young attorneys, they're their first-time home buyer, and they delivered these took these letters and stuffed them in every mailbox in that subdivision. <laughs> and guess what? They got a response from one of those homeowners.
0: That and is they, pretty smart. They were smart. able
1: to put a deal together and this isn't a $200,000 home, it's a $600,000 contract. It's in escrow now. We're going to be closing it. Wow! So that's that's a creativity side. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily in the pursuit of the contract. To the list, how do you how do you dig out those homeowners mm-hmm. that haven't listed yet mm-hmm. that may not may or may not be motivated, but maybe they'll be touched in some way if somebody makes an appeal. Oh,
0: absolutely to them.
1: So that's just one element of it. It's crazy <laughs> it,
0: to me. Being able to uh, not uh, kind of an aside to what you said before on the realtor's doing their fact-finding. I think you've got to have a relationship. And, you know, in my home buying experience in my life, I have had the great agents still have the great agent. Mm -hmm. She represents me, and I've had the agents that were the elusive agent. You had to track them down to get them to do anything for you, you know. And that agent, I wouldn't have told anything to. But when I can get with my lady and she's asking me questions and I know her and she's been active in my property and getting uh, things pulled together, she's called me, we've seen each other. I feel more comfortable sharing those personal things because buying a house is really intimate. Oh, yes. I mean... You know, you want to tell hopes and dreams. You want to share your fears. You've got to share financial information. Right. And if you're not building a relationship with that person and with the people that you're out, out there representing, uh, it's just a lose-lose situation, oh, yeah. I think.
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more than a transaction at the end of the day. It is. And that really relationship is. is the bridge toward uh, future referrals as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So the more they trust, the more they develop that relationship with that uh, buyer or seller The one, it's going to be a great referral and probably become friends on top of that. I mean, it's a really interesting uh, cycle that real estate goes through and Mm -hmm. how how people uh, come together by the virtue Mm -hmm. of a a transaction. So Mm -hmm. I just think it's really uh, important to uh, understand because those same anxieties will transfer eventually into the closing table. If they're not properly managed, with Ooh, that. that's a good point. Uh, because the anxieties, we're still in a very uh, unequal process in terms of how a transaction starts and gets closed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fractional because mm-hmm. you're dealing with all different types of lenders. You're dealing with all ty- different types of service providers, and there's just oh my not gosh, one. There's, cookie there's so cutter. many
0: working parts.
1: Yes, yeah, and we're kind of the we're the we're the catcher behind home plate. Mm-hmm. We're, we're receiving everything. Mm-hmm. And guiding through, and you know, we're the ones that finally make it all come together mm-hmm. with the, with the help and cooperation of everybody else. Right. On the other side of that, if you're dealing with people that are not good communicators, uh, are not responsive, uh, those type of things, then it, the transaction can get stalled. And the timing elements of those transactions are so critical as well. We do a key date letter when we get a contract in to send out to all parties because we want to know parties to know every timeline. Associated because any one of those timelines mm-hmm. can actually uh, possibly void the contract mm-hmm. if you don't meet that timeline. Mm-hmm. So you don't want those options to raise their head. You want right. to have a process of of communicating and making sure. And, and so, from a technology standpoint, that's something we're addressing now in our in our closing software is mm-hmm. is some more advanced technology on how we communicate out as those action items. Uh, occur mm-hmm. so that everybody remains completely knowledgeable and mm-hmm. communication is sort of seamless to get to the closing table. Wow. It's critical.
0: You know, Mark, you and I have been in this business together for a long time. We've worked together since I bought Lyric Marketing in 2000. Wow. So 21 wow. years. Wow. And so much has changed. So how have you seen on, when it comes to the closing table, <coughs> getting to the closing table, Is it better today with technology than it was, let's say, 20 years ago? Have relationship dynamics changed? Uh, Share some insight a little bit with me on on what you've experienced from the past in leading the title industry and today.
1: Well, I think in some respects, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So the transactional process has not really changed that much. If you really look at the timelines of so I A, B, C, D. A, B, C, and D. Still there. Borrow what it takes to get pre-qualified, what it takes to get underwritten and approved. None of that has compressed in any way. Okay. Now, we've overlaid technology in it for a communication side, but we still haven't gotten to the ultimate uh, universe, and that is online closings and the ability to uh, do everything remotely, so to speak, mm-hmm. and not be using a, a notary, but actually having somebody logging in and you're closing online on your computer. And I know a lot of people would love to do that. Now, but on the same side of that, COVID kind of forced that yeah. side of it. But at the end of the day, back to that relational side mm-hmm. is that people, the, particularly the realtors like to be at the closing table and mm-hmm. I don't I don't blame her for that. It's a great experience. It's the oh, it's, final it's like consummation the yeah. of everything. Yeah. But there's not really been any real relevant advancement in terms of when we go under when they go under contract and mm-hmm. when we close mm-hmm. the transaction. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's happening now just because of the compression in the market is that those timelines are being extended. So you've mm-hmm. got to be conscientious about what's a real timeline in today's environment mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that side. Uh, but in terms of the, of the general, now, the only other thing that changes is, is things like uh, conforming, non-conforming loans, and the loan amount limits have continued to rise in, in that respect. Mm-hmm. But the way they underwrite it, basically the same way, the, the same. way they appraise it. Uh, it makes me survey. happy to hear you say that. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Because it's the
0: same way in marketing. Right. I mean, marketing from 20 years ago as opposed to today, the formula for marketing hasn't really changed. Right. The way we market the vehicle that we can, the vehicles that we can take, the tools we have, they have increased to the point of utter confusion sometimes in how we choose to market our business. You know, but the idea of marketing and advertising is still the same, you got to tell your story. And get it out there yes. so people yeah. know what you're doing.
1: Know what you're doing. So if no, you don't no. say
0: anything, if you don't know what you're doing, people aren't going to know about my services. Right. You know?
1: Yeah, you still, whatever that looks like, you still have to have a drip campaign, right? You still got oh, to be able to. And, and then, you know, you and I have done this before, uh, several years back when you did your book. Oh, uh, yeah. And we met with... I'm
0: working what, on a new revised oh, 2021. Cool. Yeah. So
1: we met with, what, 25 different people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, had, what was the, we had a common theme through every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I started with this strategy... And I turned this way before this strategy was completed, yes. and I started chasing this strategy. Yeah. So this money that I spent over here was wasted, <laughs> and I'm frustrated. That's right. And now I've decided that doesn't work. Well, the reason it doesn't work is you didn't deploy all the way through it yeah. and then stay with yeah. it. Stay yeah. with it and adjust if you need to, but yeah. stay in that pathway and maybe no, pick no more than three channels. That's
0: the quote we did for you this week.
1: Right. Stop
0: chasing other don't, squirrels or after squirrels. Right. You know, I mean, get your... Stuff in line. It's just the same way with getting to the closing table. Uh, you wouldn't go pinging off different inspectors. No. You know, you, you, you make your plan, you lock into your vendors that are doing a good job for you, and you rely on them right. to do a good job. You pay them money, you trust them, you rely on them, and they get the job done. Um, marketing, though, I think has flipped somewhat over the years because. Uh, th- when social media came about 2006 to 2009 realtors were starting to adopt it all of a sudden you could think i can market myself for free i don't have to pay a marketing specialist i don't have to pay for a graphic design company i can do all this myself and that was the The zinger. (laughs) I I really think that was the zinger. Not that those things are bad. I use them every day in my business. But my point is that when you think that you can take it all on yourself and not have to pay, but to just do everything yourself, you can't do it.
1: Well, go out on on LinkedIn or go out on Facebook and watch people trying to market themselves on a video. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) They're not going to stay it in the content very long. Uh, people mm-hmm. aren't going to watch very long. And they're not necessarily organized as to what their message that mm-hmm. they're trying to send. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's value in it. But I think you need to have somebody guiding you and and creating a strategy like you do
0: yeah.
1: uh, over a, a period of time. Because that consistency is what begins to to send a message to Absolutely. that side. begins to build some type of interest or relationship uh, where somebody has a curiosity to want to move toward that particular team to work with them based on what they're what they're telling them. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. edu- I still believe education in any of that process because if you say what's the one thing that hasn't really changed, it's the lack of knowledge that the general consumer has about the buying and selling process. Yeah. That they just don't have the knowledge. No. And so there's still that opportunity to educate them in that space. Yeah. Uh, rather than all of the outer parameters about the marketing side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's more about the transactional side. Mm-hmm. Here's what you're going to experience mm-hmm. as you go through this. Prepping them, preparing them for that, understanding and educating them along that pathway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and
0: that, that kind of hardcore marketing uh, is so vital to me. It should be foundational to any realtor's right. marketing plan. Uh, it, it, Mark, you know as well as I do that you get too much involved in Instagram, Facebook. It can so easily become all about me. Yeah. yeah. And before you know it, I'm just posting my pretty face, and I'm not giving any content that's educating anybody. Right. And so then we have this vast... Uh, ocean of nothingness that 's just a lot of noise and, and and as a professional marketer, being on Facebook and Instagram six to eight hours every single day, I see so much of this. I see realtors who I look at their feeds and I wonder what kind of business they 're in right I have no clue I think they 're just a pretty thing you know I mean and all, all that 's great all that not dissing <clears throat> any of that, but what we 've Forgotten are those really basic important things like educational brochures educational websites educational and foundational classes that that teach people these things and then the realtor goes out and takes that to the populace well you know?
1: even if you had even you're going to do the video side of it then uh, bring your partners in to that with you mm-hmm. that you choose to partner with mm-hmm. and let their expertise come forward and in interacting together mm-hmm in an educational two-minute side about whether it was financing or Mm -hmm. or title or survey or whatever it might be that you Mm -hmm. chose as your topic and bring your experts in there and use that as your format for educating. It's powerful. It's very powerful. It's
0: very powerful and I'll give you an example and you know this because you were involved on some level with it and that was back in when the uh, market crashed in 2008 and uh, my biggest client at the time was Century 21, Judge Fight Company Great company, great guy. Jim was so savvy about the market and he pulled his team together, brought me in and asked us to create a campaign that could counter all of the horror stories we were getting from the media about the the bottom of the market falling out of the real estate market. And in Dallas at that time, yeah, we took a big hit, and it was tough, but it wasn't anything like Florida or California right. or New York. Right. And so his idea was, I've got to educate not only my realtors, because the realtors were down and out. Because they weren't getting the business. They were listening to the news. Uh They were staying at home all afraid. You know, they were going to lose all their business. And so he said, we've got to, number one, educate our realtors. And number two, encourage them to educate their clients. And if we can do this, we can change the numbers at Judge Fight Company. And we put together the Real Estate 411 campaign. My company did that for him. And it was real estate is great. In Dallas, it may, may suck everywhere else in the nation, right. but here in Dallas, we're doing okay, and here's why, and here's what we're doing, and, and I put together, I'm so proud of that campaign, it was colorful, it was old-fashioned, in that it had lots of paper, you know, we could put out paper on postcards and flyers, and then we had the online part of it, too, that was very powerful. And that literally turned Judge Fight's numbers around that year when they were heading down because the scare of the market. So education by the leaders like you, like Secured Title, like the great brokerages that are across this city, um, educating, number one, the realtors as to here's what you have to do. And then number two, educating the public by the agents being engaged in that education with people. Right. I think we've lost that to a small degree. Um, Social media is great, but it can't embody all of that. It takes people that have a real mind to market and to stay steady in that market with education right. and information.
1: Well, one of the key things that you pointed out with, with the 411 campaign is it was a campaign. Yeah. And you, It was targeted. It was targeted. Yeah. Uh, and you outlined it from starting at this month and ending at this. But it was a campaign over time that continued to deliver the, the message and strengthen the message. Absolutely. And add to the message to that side and yeah. so that's what I think uh, sometimes people just kind of go okay I gotta go market uh, and they're not thinking about what am I gonna market what am mm-hmm. I gonna talk about how am I gonna attract mm-hmm. the listing or the buyer um, and then you've just got this overwhelming flooding into the marketplace as well of inexperienced oh my god uh, agents that are coming through these schools yeah. and lining up yeah. and they're getting in anywhere and so I, c- I can imagine the frustration being out there if you're seasoned Trying to market against all of that, but what you market with is your strength of your knowledge,
0: right,
1: right, uh, and your understanding and your success in selling the business using your platform of one of showing what you have done historically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then use use the campaign to uh, go into the marketplace. I think that's how you win against those that are just entering or or, the, or the sub subpar producer. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Go go to it's your. It's about accolades. having a strategy. Yeah. That's
0: it. Have a strategy. Sit down and give some thought to what does my marketing look like. I mean, that's old school. We used to do that. Uh, It's so easy to just get on Instagram, get on Facebook, and just splatter stuff and think that you're doing something. But uh, folks, right now, people aren't even seeing those. If you've got a Facebook page and you're doing posts on your Facebook page, I guarantee you, if you're not promoting it with money, a handful are seeing it. So there has to be more. We have to be able in this day and time to market better, to uh, ease the worries that people have about multiple uh, contracts. If I'm a seller, what does that mean? I get three contracts in, oops, or I have one, and it it failed, they they didn't get approved. I mean, all this stuff like you're talking about, right. the whole process of buying a home, um, you know, realtors need to be there with that knowledge and information to ease the pain of their buyer or yeah. their seller. Yeah. You know? And also, uh, rejected offers, I think, is something, too, that uh, our uh, the team over at one of my clients, the Indigo Sky Girls, Indigo Sky Group, um, they did a video this last week on what do you do and how do you handle a rejected offer? And it was it was really great. It was talking about... <laughs> What do you do? You know, I got a rejected offer. Does that mean nobody wants to buy my house? And so there are these kinds of things that come up that that agent who's engaged in a relationship knows how to handle those things. But that relationship also can spread deeper than just that client you're working with today to include your target audience. Right. 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 Yeah.
1: Well, um, you know, selling is an emotional experience for that homeowner as well yeah. but it but they also got to realize it's a it's a transaction yeah to that side so you totally. can't just carry your shoulders on your or your emotions on your shoulder yeah you got to understand what it and you have to be realistic about what your property issues may be or mm-hmm. particularly after what may be revealed in inspection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you get excited you're under contract inspection shows twenty thousand dollars worth of needed repairs yeah and now it's a drawback to that, you yeah. got to address it, or now, or you're going to have to address it eventually. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I
1: can't imagine the, what you have to do, yeah. the psychological side of what mm-hmm. they have to do to try to motivate that uh, seller into understanding mm-hmm. either adjust your price, sell as is, or yeah. you need to do the work. But we're going to have to do something if you want your property to sell. Because why mm-hmm. is it mine selling when I hear that the inventory is mm-hmm. at a one month supply and everything's on fire and there's multiple contracts and I just only have one right. on that side. So there's a lot of hand holding that has to take place there is but it also is that time to educate and and be able to work with those people to let them know that the knowledge you have and trust you uh, to go forward and and uh, do the do the work that's necessary in order to sell your property absolutely so and on the buy side I just you know you, you I had a uh, one of our employees has been trying to buy a house yep and every time she I'd ask her how's it going she said I I I get a call. I can't even get to my car. (laughs) There's an (laughs) offer on the property.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm like, that's crazy. I've heard stories like that. So she
1: finally, they finally (laughs) just conceded and said, we're in a month-to-month lease where we are right now. And so they contracted to buy a brand new home. So they're going to have a home built. Because they know that they can lock in. Yeah. But then the pressure of of having to close in that timeline on that lot was also exerted on them for the financing side, mm-hmm. or somebody else is going to take that lot. Mm-hmm. So, but at least it is said, at least I know if I secure the lot, I've got a home that I can I can build. Yeah, that, that. Makes, it, that makes
0: me feel more comfortable.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> <be able to laughs> madness out there yeah. of trying to, every time I, my agent turns around and says, we need to go look at this now, it's like, I gotta run yeah. now.
0: There are options. Yeah. Well, we run out of time. Um, I want to hear your three takeaways, though. What do you want to drive home to our viewers today?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm just going to keep on this theme of of that forensic side of working with clients and really understanding the next layer of the potential transaction for their circumstances. Because I think it just takes away so much anxiety mm-hmm. uh, to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then the second thing, I just, I, you know, I meet with a lot of people you come in to meet with us for business, but I do take the time to say, "Well, tell me about your strategy." Yeah. And uh, and I find that uh, a lot there's a there's a lot of really good people that sell in the marketplace, but they don't necessarily have the complete strategy for their marketing deployment. So you know me, I refer you.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but but because I believe in that strategy is so essential to have a a long term plan mm-hmm. uh, for your business. Absolutely. On the side of it and. Uh, and then just make sure that you're in good communication and have a good partner in mm-hmm. the title side. Hopefully mm-hmm. we might be one of those to be considered that's got a team I that's so. available t- to you seven days a week.
0: Yeah.
1: After hours, on a phone, when you're working, we're available to you yeah. to that side. So, yeah. and I would clue with one of my favorite poems of uh, Valentine's Day is roses are red, violets are blue. What's your address? I have a contract for you. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: love it. I love it.
1: Anyhow, how about you?
0: Um, Number one, market, market, market. You you can't slack up, get tired, think the market's down or you're out of money, so I'm not going to do any more marketing. You can't do that. You have to keep a marketing plan, a marketing strategy, a marketing initiative going all the time if you're going to stay in business. Um, number two is build relationships Uh, those agents that get to know their clients have a future in my opinion yep they have a future so look for relationship don't look for numbers it's not about quantity it's about (coughs) quality right so build those relationships um and finally, something I kind of discovered through my reading and meditations this last month is pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Because our attention is finite when we only have a certain amount of it. That's right. So during the day, what are you paying attention to? Are you spending hours, you know, doing this or doing this? <laughs> or, blah, blah, blah. Right. So what are you paying attention to? And if you're in business, if you're in a transaction, if you're working with a, a client, pay attention to them. Be on, be aware, be focused, and be in the moment. I think uh, that crosses all the lines we need it to cross.
1: I know. So, Hardest thing to do is put that phone down. It is. Yeah.
0: Have a very happy day thanksgiving i mean
1: Day. valentine's day i'm thankful it's valentine's day have a good valentine's day yeah Yeah. great thank you so much good to see you all right
0: see you guys next month the insiders on real estate and marketing ciao